We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we're going deep into the NFL season and more with nine-year NFL vet turned host of the Man to Man podcast and more, Darius Butler. We discuss his thoughts on the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli on ESPN, which has been all the rage. Which wide receiver he went up against, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, should get into the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he pulls back the curtain on how Bill Belichick and Tom Brady interacted in New England. Darius also helps me with my fantasy team this week so you better watch out Matthew Barry this is drinks with banks Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. You know the show. We talk with the biggest and brightest stars in sports, entertainment, and media. And with the NFL season in full swing and so many storylines on and off the field, we thought that we would welcome in someone who knows this area so well. Nine-year NFL vet played with the Patriots, the Panthers, the Colts. Now he has a podcast that he co-hosts called the Man to Man Podcast, as well as doing so many other media opportunities and so much more within various communities i'd like to welcome on none other than darius butler cheers for everything you have accomplished and everything that you're doing crushing it in media world cheers cheers thanks for having me julie what are we drinking today uh we got a strawberry acai lemonade and i stole this uh drink order from my daughter i got some bougie kids so um they always yes. switch up their order. So I stole this one from my, my middle schooler, Maya. You have a podcast, Man to Man podcast. Tell me, what do you, what like inspired you to get into sports broadcasting? Oh man, first off, I, I never thought um, in a million years this would be something I would do after playing. Um, I'll probably the same would be said for uh, my co-host, Antoine Bethea, who spent 14 years in the uh, in the NFL. But uh, just, just consuming media, watching it, I actually went to broadcast boot camp, you know, once I was done playing. That was uh, very um, interesting for me. Um, I went and did some spot things with some of the big networks. And then I kind of said, you know what, if I did something, you know, I would want to do it kind of unfiltered. You know, be myself. I want to have, you know, those real locker room type conversations with other guys that are still playing or maybe former players. And then some people who, uh, you know, aren't really in the game. You know, some people we've had uh, financial advisors. We've had someone from Dapper Labs and NBA Top Shots, just different people having different conversations. And it's fun, man. That's that's one of the things that I miss most about playing and being on the team is having those kind of unfiltered 
you know, crazy conversations. Um, and I do that every every week, uh, Monday and Thursdays with my co-host Antoine. So what's a conversation right now that you guys are fixated on? Well, I mean, right now we're in the NFL season, so that's that's all we talk about now. In the off season, it's a little more difficult, I guess, to find topics um, to talk about or, you know, what your fans or listeners will be engaged in and interested in hearing. But right now it's easy. And um, the NFL sports as a whole is kind of like the best, you know, reality show going. So, um, you know, all these different stories, our Colts, you know, we're both former Colts. So, um, you know, our quarterback, he's banged up where we go from here going forward, starting to to hold these young quarterbacks, all these rookies that everyone's excited about talking about. Justin Fields will be getting his first start. Um, so his storylines galore around the NFL and, um, you know, we're, 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 you know, 10 toes down into it right now. And former Indianapolis Colt quarterback Peyton Manning having the Manning cast with his brother Eli Manning. We were talking about it before we came on air. It has just sort of taken the world by storm, at least the Twitter world. Uh, what do you think about the Manning brothers doing this Monday Night Football broadcast? I mean, it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible. Obviously, you know, both of them all-time great players. Um, Peyton, you know, one of the, the best quarterbacks ever. And obviously brilliant football minds. But just to see, you know, them let their personality out, them having on the guests that they've had, you know, Ray Lewis, Gronk, um, our guy Pat McAfee, who also played a huge role in, um, you know, getting me into this podcast and media space. Um, he was electric on the last one. I think they doubled their viewership from the first week to the second week. And I see that continue to grow. If you're a fan of the game and you want more of the well, – I know me as a defensive back, if I was playing or even coaching right now, I would be tuning into the broadcast just to get all the tips. Like, how, what do quarterbacks think about when they're going into two-minute situations, when they enter the red zone? You know, when it's raining, it's going to be a bad-weather game. You know, Peyton Manning last week, he said, hey, I'd rather be in a shotgun because it's easier to handle the ball and that Jerry Goff had a big fumble. So you just learn so much from those guys. It's kind of fast-paced, so I wouldn't say it's for the, you know, just the casual fan. But if you're more into the X and O's and what's actually going on behind the scenes and uh, in these plays and game plans like that, I mean, it's, it's, it's football heaven. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. You mentioned it does go very deep on the X's and O's, but then also weaves in some fun stuff, too, with even Brett Favre this past week. Like, <laughs> I didn't even watch the first half of this game or, you know, them telling stories. Uh, Eli saying he snuck into a bar trying to meet him or whatnot so it is it's fun to see their personalities come out which is what we love within sports and obviously entertainment you mentioned pat mcafee you were on his show uh recently discussing mm -hmm. um you know everyone being really against the nfl's uh, um taunting yeah. policy what what do you want to see the nfl do in terms of this going forward i mean just I would say just drop it, just complete. I don't know. The, the owners got together for some reason. And I don't know. I guess they were bored and not having fans in the stands and thought somehow came to the conclusion that the fans, once they get back in here and tune back in on TV, they don't want to see guys, you know, showing emotion after making huge plays. And um, I saw, I think Ron Rivera came out. I was like, hey, you know, we're trying to, you know, eliminate the brawls or whatnot. I mean, I can't think of the last time that I've seen a brawl, you know, on the NFL Sunday. So maybe the Baltimore, Tennessee, you know, standing on the logo and kind of getting into it. But even that was kind of, you know, whatever. So as players, it's so much emotion and so much that's on the line, play in and play out week in and week out. And uh, as a fan now for the last, you know, three, four years, um, I want to see that emotion come out in between mm -hmm. those plays. We want to see personalities and, um, you know, not just guys out there being robots. So I hate it. And I also hate 
hate it for the guys, you know, because you see game swing, momentum swing, points come off the board, people get extra downs. And um, if you're a casual fan, if you're a guy, a, a guy or girl that may be betting on a game, these are huge swings in in the game and momentum. So I hate to see it, honestly. Um, obviously, we know as players, you don't. It's certain lines you don't cross. And for the most part, I don't think players do. So um, I, I absolutely hate it. I think a uh, majority of fans hate it as well. I agree. I think, uh, you know, so many fans like to see that emotion and the personality that you mentioned. What side, when you played, were you on? Taunting or getting taunted? Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty stoic. I, I was pretty stoic. Uh, if I did talk, you know, it would be loud enough for me and that guy to hear. And um, if if the guy was started, okay, then, then we can kind of get and going back and forth. But, you know, it's so much that you're thinking about. And, you know, I was, you know, one of those players that thought through a lot of downs, pre-snap, post-snap and things like that, communicating a lot with my teammates. So it's selfish to get into, you know, big jarring matches and talking and fighting and doing all that between downs. So I wasn't big on that. And um, when I scored touchdowns or made big plays, you know, I had coaches growing up, hey, act like you've been there before. So, you know, I, I was kind of that way. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't mind guys who were on the other side of that. The Deion Sanders, the Chad Johnsons, the mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's of the world. I also enjoyed the Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I remember specifically his 2015 MVP year, you know, when he was doing the Superman and dabbing and doing everything. You know, D coordinators and coaches and players, you know, some of them had to, you know, you know, be upset about it. But my thought is, hey, stop him from making plays, stop him from scoring touchdowns. We don't have to worry about it. So uh, I never had a big problem with it. But me personally, you know, talking a bunch of trash or taunting anything like that, that wasn't really in my wheelhouse. No, you said that in such a a cordial, political way. I I enjoy that. (laughs) I'm a big trash talker on the ice as a Canadian hockey player. That's a big part of that type of game. But you mentioned, um, you know, uh, I like how you guys handle business on the ice. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how it it's goes. A, down. It's a different it's, world uh, there. <laughs> trash talking, uh, but uh, one world that I really want to dive into with you and a whole lot more when we get back after the break is the Patriot way and everything that comes with being drafted and playing for the New England Patriots. Guys, we are drinking and thinking here with Darius oh. Butler. Don't go anywhere. Back. I'm Kurt Menefee, and I had drinks with Binks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Cynthia Freeland, and I had drinks with Binks.
Hey guys, welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, joined by nine-year NFL vet Darius Butler turned media star. But where you started in the NFL was with the Patriots being drafted in the second round in 2009. You mentioned uh, in a video before the Super Bowl last year that you felt as though Bill Belichick really um, illustrated the Patriot way. In everything that we've seen since then, especially with Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl, do you still feel as though that is the case? Well, yeah, you know, I always feel like it was it was a combination of Bill and, and Brady. You know, um, I th I feel like if I had to give the edge to one, um, I would give it to Bill just because of his, you know, the responsibilities that he held as a GM, as a head coach, and um, everything that goes into the Patriot way. Uh, but you needed a guy like uh, uh, Tom Brady to kind of carry that throughout the locker room. You see him doing it, you know, in his elder years down in Tampa, bringing that winning mentality. And that was a good roster, but he kind of got them over the hump, showing them, you know, what, what a championship team uh, looks like. But, you know, Belichick, he, he's done this, you know, for two decades now. And the way that he does business is, is kind of different than, than anyone else around the league. And to have that type of uh, sustained success is, I mean, I, I don't know that we'll ever see that again um, in the NFL, but uh, Brady, he, he looks like he, to me at least, we, I expect to see him in L.A. playing for another Super Bowl uh, this February. So it's absolutely wild um, how he's, he might be the first person I see that's actually taking father time, you know, to the 12th <laughs> round. Uh, yeah, I know. It's it's inspiring and sort of um, it, it's it's odd to say the least sometimes you think well how is this guy doing this right now um but you mentioned bill belichick and what what's like a story that you have i know you get asked this all the time and you've mentioned this but like what's maybe a vivid memory that you have of bill sort of embodying that patriot way uh you know one of the biggest things uh with him is, is just do your job and um just accountability and everyone says it but he he's really the only i played for three organizations you know the patriots the panthers and the colts and they're more so than anyone else. You know, the details are just harped on from, you know, A to Z and back from Z back to A. And everyone in the building is kind of held to that standard. And some other other places, you can kind of get away with maybe not knowing exactly my responsibility or not knowing this part of the game plan or that part. But Bill Belichick, he's going to call you out. And uh, it, it's something I remember early on in training camp, he called Tom Brady out. He missed a couple of throws in practice and, 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 you know, he wasn't happy about it. And the next day in the meetings, he's like, hey, man, if we can just get a quarterback that can just hit wide open guys, maybe we can win some games this year. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, this dude is, uh, I came in, this was 2009, this dude was already considered, you know, one of the GOATs. So that, I don't know if they kind of plan that behind the scenes before they go into it and they do that, they yeah. do that little shtick every training camp. Um, but it definitely <laughs> resonates with you that, hey, if Tom Brady's been held to this standard, and I know Darius Butler um, has got to be held to at least that same standard as well. So, and it's not like that in every organization. You know, if a guy's making 10, 12, 15 million dollars a year, he's not getting called out by those coaches. And a lot of times because that player is going to stick around longer than that coach will. But, um, you know, Kraft and Belichick and how they run their organization, man, it, it's tight. And uh, it's it can be kind of miserable at times, to be honest. It can be very militant. But, you know, on Sunday when you run out of that tunnel, that you got you got a damn good chance of winning that ball game. So it makes it all worth it. How come? How is it miserable? I mean, it's just, you're just on pins and needles, you know, and, and you, you practice hard, which, you know, I didn't mind the practicing hard. You condition, at least back then, we conditioned after almost every practice because another one of his things was, hey, you know, 
we're going to be the most the, the most well conditioned team out there on Sundays because a lot of you know fatigue makes a coward of us all. So that's when you start to lose your fundamentals. That's when you start thinking about other things as you get tired. And um, you know once you get in week twelve, week fourteen, you can definitely tell some teams are more gassed. Uh, physically and mentally than others. So like I said, when you're doing it, when you're putting that work, it's just like anything else. If you're putting that work in and you're putting more work than anybody else in before the fight or the game or whatever, you hate it. But once you're actually in that ring mm-hmm. ring, and you're looking across at other guy's eyes and you know, okay, I know this guy to the right and to the left of me has been, you know, we got some common suffering and some common preparation. <laughs> so, you know, we, we have the edge and uh, that's, that's, why you, that's why you have that success for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It is militant in that regard, as you mentioned before, <laughs> but looking at the guys ahead of you, uh, in front of you, excuse me, we just found out some of the nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame 2022 and four first ballot potential Hall of Famers, wide receivers wanted to ask your opinion on which one of these players you think should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. We have Anquan Bolden, Steve Smith, Devin Hester, or Andre Johnson. Who would you pick? Wow. Oh, man. I love all these guys. First and foremost, two of my former teammates, uh, Steve Smith Sr. and Andre Johnson, who's a South Florida legend. So is Anquan Bolden, South Florida. So is uh, Devin Hester, South Florida legend. So this is tough uh, for me. I obviously played against all these guys as well. Uh, you know, being a first ballot wide receiver, is that's, that's probably the toughest position to get in at your first try. Devin Hester, he is the all-time greatest returner that the game has seen though and uh even Deion sanders has given him that crown so if i had to pick one of these guys uh i guess it wouldn't be a receiver so i'm gonna put Devin hester in because he's the greatest returner of all time and then if i got to the receivers or even just your first one in was Devin hester first one is Devin hester okay first one in Devin hester but uh man andre johnson he was he was a beast. I mean, these guys. Well, all, all these beast. guys would, could likely be in, right? Andre Johnson. I go Andre Johnson first. First ballot. Barbara. Oh, okay. So that was like photo finish, Devin. Yeah, Hunter, I got. Yeah, I got. I got to give him. I got to give him the edge. Got there. Okay. Although, although Anquan had. Oh, a, whoa, a, we have a third one coming up. Anquan <laughs> <laughs> Bowden, He had a historic Super Bowl run. Um, that run to get them to the Super Bowl. I know Flacco was the MVP, but if anyone remembers watching those playoffs, Anquan played a huge, huge role. Um, and then Steve Smith, he's obviously been fantastic. His okay. career, he's doing his thing broadcast. Everybody gets in. Everybody gets Everyone in. Everyone gets in. Listen, all of them. <laughs> but all of them. Okay, Johnson so first. we have a whole lot more about Darius Butler and who he went up against and how he shut them down when we come back after the break on Drinks of Things. Don't go anywhere. Let's do it. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, what's up? It's Sean Lights Out Merriman, and we just play Lights Out on drinks with Binks. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB, joined by nine-year NFL vet Darius Butler, and wanted to ask him what the key was to shutting down a number of top wide receivers that are in the game still today. So we're playing a game called The Butler Did It, which I had to say like that because it sounds like Clue, which is a great game if you win it. It sucks if you lose Clue. Um, so just like it would suck losing an NFL football game. What a segue. Okay, so Darius, I'm going to ask you about very specific circumstances and wide receivers, and you tell me how the butler did it. Got it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so in 2016, uh, Colts beat the Packers at tw- uh, 31-26. Colts D held Devontae Adams to four catches for 41 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. Adams mm. was an all pro last season. How did the Butler do it? Oh, I actually, you know what? That's one of my favorite games ever. So I got a pick, a nice pick. I think Devontae Adams might have been the target. So I was playing safety that game. And uh, one of my favorite coverages to run against Aaron Rodgers in that offense was what we call one uh, robber. And um, you basically put your corners, your defenders, whoever on that defender, especially when he's in the slot, and you tell him, hey, guard this guy, be rough with him, but stay outside and kind of funnel him inside. I'll be back here deep. I'll pretend like I'm back here, but I'm going to roll down to kind of A-Rod's blind spot, and anything that he throws inside, I'm going to try to jump it. And uh, it actually worked perfect. You know, A-Rod rarely throws interceptions, especially at home. So um, that was the game plan that week. Um, and everybody else was kind of on their own. You know, you guys, you were out there. I think Jordy Nelson was still there. Uh, we had some, uh, Randall Cobb was still there. We had some other weapons, but, you know, when you're facing a guy like Devontae Adams, you know, you got to at least have two sets of eyes on him. And um, fortunately, you know, we got him more than they got us that week. Right. And, and that pick it. was intended for Devontae Adams that you had. So that is a, yeah. that's definitely a great game to remember. Okay. Moving on, in 2017, Colts beat the Texans 20-14 to and held DeAndre Hopkins to six catches for 86 yards and a touchdown on 16 targets. Dang. How did the Butler do it? <laughs> uh, so, Devontae, I mean, not Devontae, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Nuke, he was a little different. That was a divisional rival, um, so we were very familiar with each other, both teams. Um, but we played him more so like a, um, like a two-man. So, the defenders, the... Uh, primary defenders, I'll call them, would be physical with them once again and then try to play underneath him. So let uh, DeAndre get kind of on top of him. And that way, whatever deep help you had can be on top and prevent the deep ball. But one of D-Hop's favorite things during that era out there in uh, Houston was the back shoulders, the out routes, kind of intermediate routes. He would just kill teams on, which he still caught us on a few. But um, he played the odds and he got a ton of targets, which, you know, he still does. But that was the best way to, you know, slow him down. He still had 86 yards and a touchdown on us. But, you know, 16 targets, you know, we'll live with that. So um, we played him a little differently and um, not as much around him in Houston 
that uh, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams had out there in Green Bay. So it was a little it's a little easier. And he definitely didn't have A-Rod throwing in the ball either. So uh, that definitely right. helped. That always helps. <laughs> yeah, you can really key in on him. Okay, finally, in 2016, the Colts beat the Jets 41-10. to Colts D held Robbie Anderson to four catches for 41 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. How did the Butler make Anderson invisible? Yeah, yeah. We so we had um they had Brandon Marshall out there. He was kind of their stick mover, and Ro- uh, Robbie Anderson was the D. He was the shot guy. He was the speed guy, and um, so we just had to keep two highs, uh, two safeties high, two safeties deep as much as possible, and force young. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick was the starting quarterback. And then he got either hurt or benched. And um, I can't remember who they came, who they put in, but he did catch us late with a touchdown, late in the game in the blowout Monday night football. But I got to pick off of Fitzpatrick that game too. Um, so, yeah, I was a key there, just keeping two safeties deep and kind of forced them to matriculate the ball down the field and not give up the big play. So um, that's what we did with Robbie. But Robbie has developed um, so much. All of these receivers, that's why they're still playing. They've developed and added so many more tools, put so many tool, more tools in their toolbox. Um, and they get, you know, at this point, you know, more and more impossible um, to stop. And all these guys have good quarterbacks thrown in the ball as well. So um, it's tough. So one of the keys before all these X and O's, make sure you get up early and get a good pregame meal. And you send up a nice to be on your side that Sunday or Monday, and that'll be your best bet. But um, unfortunately, we had a good that. year that year and stopping some of these guys. You know, it's really remarkable just the level of depth that you can remember these specific plays and games that it's kind of like, you know, how Sean McVay can just sort of remember each play every moment. It's 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 got to be just like ingrained into your brain. <laughs> yeah, for, for some guys, for some guys, some guys, they, you know, they don't remember that play by Tuesday night. But uh, I was one of the guys I played nickel a lot of my career, especially in Indy. And, um, you know, I was kind of like the, the the ultimate communicator. You know, I had to communicate with my mm-hmm. linebackers, my corners, my safeties. So kind of knowing, um, you know, I played a big role in kind of the game plan. The coaches, fortunately, let me have a lot of input in the game plan uh, as well. Well, we learned a whole lot on how the Butler did it. Um, very sneaky and very many different weapons were used in different rooms um, to make the clue reference complete. Uh, we have a whole lot more to come and where to find Darius Butler on the other side of dreams and things. Don't go anywhere. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, (laughs) but it's a fun ride. And catch us every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Fubo Sports Network. Come on. You got nothing better to do. Yeah. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Well, guys, you've had an awesome time drinking and binking with Darius Butler. And make sure that you follow him at Darius J. Butler on social media. And check out his podcast, the Man to Man podcast, and everything db show which is on youtube and you can also find us of course on social media twitter and instagram at fubo sports and watch all of our other episodes of drink drinks with binks and beyond at fubo sports on youtube and until next time bottoms up bitches 
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com